0: Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, thanks as always for hitting play. Today is December the 4th and we start our look back with one of the most iconic rock and roll photos of all time, the Million Dollar Quartet. On this day in 1956, an impromptu jam session took place at Sun Records Studios in Memphis. Elvis Presley. Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash, by chance mostly, all appeared at the studios on the same day and famously jammed together. A local newspaper was called, the famous photo of Elvis sat at the piano with the other guys around him was taken and the next day's headline of Million Dollar Quartet landed. Also on this day, in 1980, Led Zeppelin confirmed the news that we'd all expected the band would not continue following the death of John Bonham. They've only ever played a handful of shows over the last 40 years since. On this day in 1993, we also lost a unique musical talent, Frank Zappa. He passed away from prostate cancer aged just 52. And as for today's show, there's a slight zapper link as we're talking about the inspiration for one of classic rock's most famous songs. <laughs> Yes, on this day in 1971, during a Frank Zappa concert at the Montreux Casino, Switzerland, a fire broke out thanks to some stupid with a flare gun. Deep Purple was staying just across from the casino, and the scene of the flames and the smoke across the lake inspired the iconic smoke on the water. Now with me to talk more in depth about this iconic moment in rock is Mac B from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast.
1: Well, thanks, Paul, for having me on. And yes, we're talking about one of the most seminal moments in all of hard rock history. That's December 4th, 1971, when Deep Purple were famously staying in Montreux, getting ready to take over the casino so they could record their next album. The album that would become Machine Head, their biggest and best-selling album to date, it went double platinum in the USA, based on the strength of songs like Smoke on the Water." And it had Highway Star on it, and it had pictures of home, and it had Space Truck in, one of my very favorites. But the one that matters most is Smoke on the Water, infamous at record stores and guitar shops all across America. And I'm guessing the world where in the 70s you would see signs No Stairway to Heaven, No Smoke on the Water. Not because they weren't good songs, but because they were so popular and everyone wanted to learn to play. And unlike Stairway, Smoke on the Water is incredibly easy to play. In fact, my six-year-old daughter was learning tablature at school. and came home singing, three, six, eight, three, six, nine, eight, three, six, eight, six, three. Because that's the simple way to teach a child how to do this iconic riff. So what happened was the casino is getting ready to shut down for the season. They have one more show there before the end. It's Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. So the prog gods are in there doing their thing, making their noise the purple stand at the hotel on the other side of the lake, and some super genius decides to light off a flare gun in the middle of the show. Well, that causes the place to catch on fire. Now, amazingly, nobody got hurt. Everybody got out of there. In fact, Funky Claude, they talk about in the song, Claude Knobs, who's kind of one of the organizers of the Montreux Jazz Festival, He was busy getting people the heck out of there while the place was burning down all around them. So he's a bit of a hero in that. And they see the smoke rolling out of the casino onto the lake, hence smoke on the water. Roger Glover, bass player and eventual big time producer, said it's the biggest fire he'd ever seen in his life before. So that whole night inspired them to write smoke on the water. Now, the problem was they were supposed to record in that spot and make their new record there. And they looked around town. They got kicked out of a couple of places by making too much noise by the neighbors. But eventually they found refuge at the Grand Hotel de Terente. But they had to wire their stuff all over the place. They had to use the hallways. They had to use crawl spaces just to get all the wires in there. And sometimes they would have to crawl from one room to the next just to hear playback on what they were doing. So it may not have been the greatest recording session ever. But the fact is they got it together to release the album of March of 1972. And amazingly, Smoke on the Water was the fourth single released. It did not come out till May of 1973. They had three other songs that hit the radio before that, all during 1972. And I don't know if it was the success of Made in Japan that prompted them to release it later. But the fact of the matter, that's the most iconic riff of the great Richie Blackmore, who's got a bit of a reputation of being hard to deal with. But if you can come up with classic riffs like that just by watching a casino burn down, you are a legend, my friend. And a double platinum album solidified deep purple status as rock gods in the United States of America and all around the world.
0: And a big thanks to Mac B there. He co-hosts the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast with Action Jackson, who you would have heard a couple of days ago on This Day Rocks when he was talking about Rick Savage. Both know their rocks so well. Make sure to check out their podcast now certainly won't regret it. Well, that's it for December the 4th. No, This Day Rocks Tomorrow, as it's a big interview show. And I've got a great one for you. It's a man who worked with The Who's John Entwistle for decades. In fact, he became his best friend, and he was asked to read the eulogy at the Ox's funeral. He also worked with Rainbow and Brian Johnson of ACDC, Anne Wilson from Heart, and Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. So it's an episode you won't want to miss. But until then, take care.